0: Security Secrets of Small Business. Our purpose is to have fun talking about small business stuff. Talking in general might be a problem today. (laughs) We might even try to disguise voices. But uh, anyway, along the way, we're going to give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting out or you're well-established and been around for a while. We answer all these how questions, which my partner, longtime partner, Adam Sundhalter, who's sitting right next to me here this afternoon, yeah, uh, and I'm Jack Mancini, <laughs> as I said before, and I'm fighting something, so yes. if my voice comes and goes, <laughs> I'm really trying to imitate
1: celebrities. Hello, told, Adam. Hello, Jack. Yeah, we were talking before we got in the air. I told Jack to maybe go more with his godfather voice, kind of low and, you know, kind of subtle, and we'll, we'll test some things out and yeah, see what kind of works. I don't
0: what, uh, what what's the plan for next week? That's we got to get uh, Luco Brasio over here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That doesn't sound like it strains the voice too much, Jack. It would be good. No, so it make sounds it sounds pretty good. Make sure you, you listen up, see if you can guess if he's doing some celebrity impersonations here. So you, you know who Jack's talking or who he's trying to sound like, which would be good. So. Um, yeah, we're here. Thank you again for joining us here on Dirty Secrets of Small Business. As we've been saying the last few weeks, this is going to be our last, our last show that's going to be going Mondays at, uh, from noon to 1, uh, live here in the studio. As of next week, we're shifting over to primetime. We're going to be moving to Wednesday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Um, podcasts will still be kind of coming out, but it'll be coming out later in the week as opposed to Tuesday or Wednesday. It'll probably be coming out Thursday or Friday. Uh, for you podcast listeners, so uh, we're excited about that, and we're excited to, to hit prime time and see what the studios look look like in the dark. Maybe we got some yeah, disco balls going, going on here, and some different things happening. It'd be a lot of fun, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's a dynamic place at night.
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thanks again, Terry, for joining us here in Dirty Secrets of Small Business. As Jack mentioned, we like to talk about small business stuff, and we define small business as anywhere from one to twenty five employees. That's our prime our prime focus. We're here to share some stories about it, and we'd love to have you be part of the show. You're always welcome to call in and be part of the show. If you want to reach us here in the studio, you can do that by calling at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. If you're more of an email person, you can do that as well at radio at MaximumVP.com and get us your questions over. If you have a how question that you've been kind of struggling with or wrestling with for for a while that you want to get some insight to, we have plenty of how questions that we always bring up here, um, but we're always happy to have you bring one up as well if you want to kind of call in as well. We'd be happy to have you do that.
0: Yeah, those how questions to the small business owner come at them daily, many times. There's an infinite number of how questions, and you don't have to stand alone with trying to answer those. We've been through thousands of them, and we... We we we're, we're finding an awful lot of repeats in those thousands right now. So, it's not it's not a finite number, but believe me, it's a pretty redundant number of how questions. So we can help you out. We'd love to have you call us, and have some fun talking about them. I'm sure we could help you out.
1: That's right. We've covered a lot of those <coughs> in, the, in our first year on the, here on the air, but we've got 15 years together, Jack and I do uh, coaching. We're we're business coaches. Uh, during our other time when, when we're not in the air, and we've been coaching together, like I said, for 15 years, small small companies, uh, owners of those small companies, and that's where these how questions come from. We've got thousands of them, and uh, so I'm sure we got one that we can address today. You know, up until we get our first phone call here. But Jack, you have one you wanted to see some notes you got over there, one you wanted to kind of go through. So hey,
0: this is a note for my wife gave me when I left. Uh, for oh, perfect. A grocery All right. Well, so let me let me jump to no, mine. No, 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 no. no, no. I got <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. You go first. <laughs> Okay, how do I document how we do stuff here? So I'm the business owner. I have a company. that's what here is, right, And how do I document the stuff we do here? How do I do that? Adam, you're an expert at that. I'm going to throw out a couple of two two ideas on how you do that. One is creating a functional org chart, and Adam will get into that. I know I can see him salivating already about that. <laughs> <laughs> he gets excited about certain things that uh, that's one of them and then the other one is the flowchart your business cycles every business could be large small non or for-profit has four cycles Has four cycles the sort of uh... That, that take place all the time they interconnect and if you flowchart them not fancy flowcharts but there is software to help you if you want to do that but just draw boxes and connect those boxes but those four those four uh, flowcharts, those cycles. first one is the revenue cycle, second is purchasing cycle, payroll cycle, and production cycle. So for the revenue cycle, for example, you've had a business now and that business is maybe a, a few years old and the phone rings or you get an email or you get a text or somehow some way you get a customer out there or somebody inquiring about how to do business with you. That's where you start. Draw a little box as orders received, and what does that look like? And you continually flow the connectivity on how that order is documented, how it's put into the system, how it's followed up on, how it flows into the uh, accounting uh, data, such as sales and accounts receivable. And the same thing can be said for purchasing. You know, you, you, somebody somewhere decides that we're going to make a purchase of something, and that's how it starts. Draw a little box for that. What does that mean? Is there an authorized uh, method for doing that? And start to flow that into the system, and eventually it goes into an accounts payable or it goes into some kind of uh, uh, an accounting document. might be inventory, might be uh, supplies, might be any number of things. But you're going to have that visual, and that's what we're talking about here. The third uh, cycle is payroll cycle. You have people working for you, and we can stretch that to be 1099s, people who aren't directly on your payroll. And somehow, some way, the uh, decision to hire somebody has been made. Well, what's that look like, and how does that get into the system? And eventually that will find its way into the uh, accounting information through wages, payroll, or subcontract work. And then the fourth one is production. Even if you aren't a manufacturing company, you still produce something. You probably produce services. Um, but if it, it's easier to see with the manufacturing company because you're producing widgets. Somewhere an authorization comes out to produce X number of widgets. And the same thing holds true. You put those in inventory or you ship them direct to the customer and eventually they find their way into the accounting. So that's a general... That's a general um, big overview of, hey, how do we document stuff that goes on here? It's I know long, you yeah. got more to add, Adam. It's
1: okay. That's a, a, that's a mouthful that Jack kind of went through just in a few minutes here, but it's a very good framework and structure. And one of the challenges that we know folks often have is to try to figure out, where where do I start? Where do I start? So we're big fans of keeping things relatively simple, right? So... If you're going to document stuff that you do, depending what your background is going to be, I'll give you a, give you a simple example. We've got a, a client of ours that, that does uh, collision repair work, and his knowledge is more in that in that front. Okay, and so he's real big in what he he calls SOPs. SOPs S-O-P. stand for that's, that's not SOBs. SOPs, SOPs. Oh, okay. All so right. standard standard <laughs> operating procedures, and so he is documented. Everything or he continues to document everything in terms <coughs> of how they do what they do, and it's based on his knowledge and skill base in or for for how he does it right so everything from when that automobile comes in or that truck comes in wherever it's going to be it, it's coming in their door, everything from that first time it's coming in the door to when that's the, the keys are handed back off to the customer
0: anybody everything who touches that touches in between any, right any any document any input any any, anyone who, again, touches right.
1: that, that part. Yes. So, so, so that's a very physical thing that I think most people can visualize, right? So, picture that, that, that wrecked vehicle coming in. Okay, so what do you do? Well, the first thing you do you start taking some pictures to take the thing apart. And if it, you know, you got identify what the damage is going to be. And then putting together estimates. And again, the, the detail is required in order to go from, again, you show up, and I think many of us have had the experience where I show up and I've got a damaged car. And, you, you know, days or maybe weeks later, you show up and, hey, the car is fixed. How does that? How does that happen? And and how does it happen where it's going to be done the right way and to the point where that company's going to make money and you're not worried about which technicians on it, who's doing the paint job versus who's doing the the actual you know repair versus replacement stuff? Is you know, when you have a good company running. It doesn't matter who the person is doing because they're following a system as far as how they do what they do here.
0: System's the magical word, isn't it? Yeah.
1: <coughs> so getting it out, and usually where most of the stuff tends to reside, where usually where we start with it, is it tends to reside in, in between that, that, that six inch space be- between the ears of the owners, right? <laughs> they usually kind of know they've been through a lot of things over the years. Most of the time, most of the time, they're the experts when it comes to the product or service. So how do you get it out and start to document what's kind of going on? So try to find that starting point. And it, it maybe be, from a production standpoint, it could be pretty easy. It could be something as simple as opening up the office. Now, that sounds real simple, doesn't it, right? Okay, okay well. I thought the I come lights come
0: were automatically turned on <laughs> and, and the coffee the pot's uh, kind of well gone. Well, actually, and, and the, the internet of things, uh, that, that is more <laughs> and more becoming. It might, case. right.
1: But to, again, to, to start somewhere simple, because <laughs> if you start somewhere simple, you start to re- realize the complexity. I know those sounds like they're counterintuitive, Jack, but, again, the, the complexity of the simple.
0: <laughs> not to right? me, it isn't, it? All right. Sounds perfectly right. So
1: to, to, to understand what it means to document something, to make sure you're not going to miss a step, that it's, um, it can be done by anybody coming in. So we often challenge our clients, say, if you can document things pretty well and systematize things well, I mean, you could have Jack and I come in and do some of this stuff. Wow. And they always, they always giggle at that because they think, well, what the heck do you guys know, know, know about my, my product or service? The answer is we don't know, but if you have it documented well... We're pretty smart guys. We, you know, we can follow a system. We, you know, we can follow that kind of checklist as far as what you do first versus second. And amazing you know how smart
0: sucks. we all are when things like that are done and, yeah. and available to us, right?
1: And it's one of those things that people often don't have the time for, which we've often discussed here on the show. When we hear that, that pushback, it means that you, you haven't communicated to me yet why what you're saying is important enough for me to pay attention to it. And to spend some time and effort on this is going to help free you up. From other things it's going to add great comfort to you so when we come back you're ready right to go to our first break when we come back we'll start to, to, to dig in a little bit more into the, the, the very good overview that jack gave and kind of start to peel back some of those layers so stay tuned we'll st- help you figure out how do you figure out how to document what we do here i'm adam sunhalter
0: hey and i'm jack mancini with maximum value partners we're business coaches and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your business
1: Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. Uh, I'm Adam Sonhalter. I'm here with uh, my partner, Jack Mancini, and other voiceovers. But hello, Jack.
0: Hey, Adam. How you doing? Good. You know, you got my name right, which is very important. And uh, I've been disguising voices today or attempting to, uh, not because I so much desire to, but it's just coming out different from time to time. We're business coaches, and we help owners of small companies get unstuck from the state of how. don't you wrestle with all those how questions on your own? We have answered, framed, discussed, had fun with thousands of how questions, those how questions that come up every day in your business. You don't have to be all by yourself on this when you really don't. So give us a call.
1: So far in today's show, we're talking about how do I document the stuff we do here. It might even sound like how do I get all the stuff out of my head and into the business? Right? How do I get people to do stuff the right way? How do I get them to do it you know, the way I want them to do it? Those versions, that, that's the same version of the same how question. I'm just asking it different ways, Jack. I'm not giving you sub-questions sub or how questions. It's all the same, just kind of said a little differently because it might resonate different <laughs> to folks. So if you're wrestling with that, if, you, if, you, if you've been thinking about that, we, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can reach us here live in the studio, uh, 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. And so Jack touched on a couple of things to kind of frame this discussion. He talked about two, t- two main things. One is a functional org chart, and then he also talked about flow charting the business cycles. Okay, And he touched on the four cycles being revenue, production, purchasing, and payroll, all right, and he wanted a little bit of detail about the cycles. From a, a functional org chart standpoint, I think many of you, I'm sure, have seen versions of an organization chart, who's reporting to whom and different boxes kind of on a piece of paper, and where we like to start is not with those boxes yet. We like to start with just simply getting a list of what people do.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, why, why should they do that, though, before we even get into that? Why is that important?
1: Which part? Getting a list of what people <clears throat> do or getting the functional work chart down?
0: Uh, getting a list, starting with the list of writing stuff down. What do we care? Don't don't those things automatically, aren't they are automatically taken care of?
1: Right. Yeah, usually I, I, I mention to somebody when, when I interview them, Jack, I tell them, Here's the, and I give them a job description, and, and you know they have a good idea what their job's going to be, and then we don't talk about that again ever, right? So, But I talked about it once, and so we're, we're clear that you're going to do everything we talked about, right? <laughs> <Isn't> That's <laughs> always there. I you should right. have a sense of it or things kind of grow, or wh- what happens is, uh, and the reason we start with this f- the whole idea of a functional org chart, the idea is we want to get things grouped into different job roles, not people. You, wh- wh- where this often falls short is people will take their 10 employees, or the, 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 and they'll put them on an org chart. So i got 10 boxes on there. And often there are titles that are put onto those, which are pr- usually pretty meaningless, because, you know, I could have a, an office manager a general manager, a production manager, y- y- you name it, right? Mm-hmm. If I can talk to five different companies all have those same titles, and those roles are going to be very, very different because each company is going to be very different as far as what they're doing, what's kind of going on, or what falls underneath each of those respective roles. And so often things get missed. So we want to get a list of what's happening so we can be clear that all the stuff that's, that we think is happening <laughs> is really happening.
0: Well, you, that's right. That's an important, that's an important distinction because... Once we, we have rarely, if ever, found that when people start to do this, they find out about things going on in their business that they never knew. And it also results in more efficiencies, and it also results in being able to direct the activity. How can you direct the activity of your people if ultimately, and we're, we're dealing ultimately now with getting a functional org chart, you don't know what everyone's doing? How do you do that? That's right. I don't know how you do that one.
1: Well, you ultimately what you find, too, is you'll find if you have your ten employees kind of write down, again, the idea of, you know, take the next week or two and just say, hey, spend five minutes at, at the end of the day kind of detailing what it is that you've done. And it could be, again, simple little bullet points, and some things are daily tasks, some things are, are, are weekly or, or monthly or a couple times a year, but you want to get here's stuff that, that, that they're doing. I guarantee you'll find that there, there are multiple people doing certain jobs or certain functions of it. One of the things we like to get to, and there's a, you know, we had a chance to see Dan Gilbert years ago. And Dan Gilbert, for those of you who don't know, he's the, he's the owner of Quicken mm-hmm. Loans, also the, you know, the, the majority owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and is an investor in probably 40 other companies. Okay, um, And Dan has a, you know, a couple ways he likes to manage companies. If you ever dealt with anybody in any of his companies, usually you'll, you'll get a good sense for it. But one of the key things he talked about was that they have the guy,
0: that yeah. is that is cool. That is, yeah, go
1: on. So yeah. now the guy isn't necessarily a guy. It could be a gal, too, right? Uh, but the idea being that no matter what goes on in the company, there's always the guy for it. They know who to go to, right? And he had a great example years ago when there was a uh, NBA All-Star game down in Houston. And he said, you know, it's the All-Star game, right? So usually you know a year or two in advance. It's like they they call you up on, on Monday and say, hey, guys, we're going to stop by on Thursday and have the All-Star game there, right? You kind of know for a while. So you're getting... Prepared for it and making plan. sure you know it's like when somebody's coming to your house, you kind of get things prepared, right, you know, ready to go. He goes, here it comes after you know a year plus of preparation. You got the Goodyear blimp there floating overhead, and people coming in. And he goes, you walk through one of the one of the main entrances, and you know one of the 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 big sponsors for the for their their arena at that time was Toyota, so it's called the Toyota Center, right? I don't know if that's still the case or not, but again, this was, it used to be the Toyota probably Center. Probably
0: after that game, they,
1: right. changed, they it. changed it. Right, right? So he says, <laughs> you are in one of his main entrances, and you can see from the Goodyear blimp. You can <coughs> see it as you're walking the main thing. You look up, and you see the, the TA Center, the TA Center, right? The T-O-Y-O had burned out, or something had happened to the, f- to the first part of Toyota. He said, now you mean to tell me that nobody, out of the, the hundreds or probably thousands of people that, that work at that arena, nobody... Looked up and noticed that hey, hey folks, <laughs> we got a little problem here, right? He said, of course people noticed. The problem was they didn't know who the guy was. Who, right. who
0: do they call? Who do they Whom call? Do they, you know, you call the security guard, call the usher. Do you? Who, who do you call? So
1: in the small business world, though, we know who the guy is, right, Jack? The guy is usually the owner whether you're the guy or the gal. If they don't know who to go to... Well, we know that the owner has all the answers. Of course. That's all co- the answers. That's part of what they give you. When you when you file paperwork to start your company, they give you that book of answers. Uh, one, that's right. People know that, question. don't they? Do
0: you have all the answers? you got to answer <laughs> yes or no.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> so, so so, so, they come to you. <clears throat> and you can get into rhythm. And, and maybe it's not as bad when you're first starting out, but as you start to grow and all of a sudden you, you go from having no employees to having a couple of employees to maybe having a dozen employees... All of a sudden, the, the interruptions and the questions and the, and the things people come to you as being the guy for become a lot. Now, some folks feed on that and really enjoy that. So as we're talking today about the, the idea of trying to get away from that, some people say, oh, I don't want to get away from that, Jack. Yeah, I really enjoy being the guy. Okay, well, that's fine. So for those of you that are doing that, you can probably turn the rest of the podcast off. Or didn't
0: click, they even, click didn't on they even the have a shirt for that guy? Sure, you may uh, have. a title. I mean, on the yeah. org chart, ultimately, the guy. There, there was a job called the guy.
1: Well, but again, <coughs> the, the, the point of getting a functional org chart is when I get the guy for these different functions, mm-hmm. right? Because you want to know who to go to. So if I have a problem with the light, or also, hey, I'm coming into the office, and hey, the coffee's not being made, or the, the, the Keurig machine broke, who do I go to with that? Well, again, if they don't know any better, they're going to go to somebody, maybe the right or the wrong person, but hey, I told somebody about it. Well, if there's an issue, you want to know who to go to to ask the question of. That's so, the whole
0: purpose so of part it. of this is yeah,
1: getting this thing assigned. So, picture having a dozen employees and I got 40 boxes on my func- functional work chart. Well, guess what? It, it, most small companies, people are wearing those multiple hats everybody talks about. What does that mean? That's people doing multiple roles, multiple functions. So, it's great to get clarity on that. And as you, as you grow, it becomes more important to get those things straightened out, or else you're going to go totally berserk. Well, one of the one of the biggest
0: complaints that most employees have in a company is that the management doesn't communicate well enough with them, and that's just not a small business issue. That's a big corporate issue. So, you know, to uh, to understand all the things that are being done, 'cause they're being done. I mean, you're you're doing a lot of stuff. Well, let's write them down. Let's see who's responsible for them. That's the, where where, you know, the power of communication comes in. People know who does what and when, and now we, we've improved in communication, and with that we've improved efficiencies. It's, ama- it's, it's a very amazing how that works.
1: All right, so stay tuned. When we come back from break, we'll keep talking about this a little bit more and kind of delve <coughs> further into it, helping you figure out, how do I document the stuff we do here? I'm Adam Sonhalter.
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. We are business coaches, and we can help you get unstuck from all those how questions in your small
1: business. Can you see? welcome back to dirty secrets of, the of small business screen. i'm adam sunhalter
0: and i'm jack mancini with maximum value partners mvp we're business coaches who help owners of small companies get unstuck from that terrible place that place of how how do i do these things where i don't have the answers or good answers well, we can help you because we have most of the answers if not all the answers to those how questions
1: yes we do and so what we've been discussing so far today is how do I document all the stuff we do here which again might also sound like how do I get all the stuff out of my head and and into the business how do I get people to do the the right thing every time over and over again how do I make it repeatable there's certain things in terms of getting those things in place to where you're doing it the way we do things here how do you get that down and documented so if you have some of those stories you'd like to share, if you have another how question you're wrestling with, you're always welcome here to be part of the show. You can get us live in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-WINT. And so to catch up, if you missed the first, first part of the show here, we talked about a couple ways to do that. One is getting a functional org chart laid out. We talked about in the last segment as far as ways to get that started in terms of getting folks to list out and document what it is that, 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 that they're doing. Get it all out and uh, with the ultimate goal of trying to get the guy for each of those different roles the guy That's and then Jack mentioned the first segment about flowcharting the business cycles revenue purchasing payroll and production and so I'm going to delve a little further into those as far as ways to kind of get a sense of how do you kind of document things and I mentioned with starting with something very simple if you can you know we threw out the, the example of just how do you open up the business how does that happen if somebody's coming in and, and you aren't there as the owner to open things up who's, who's opening up shop what does that look like? There's probably 10, 15, 20 things that, that they have to do to get, get that place open. What are they? Let's not assume that everybody knows what those things are. and It'll give you a good sense of, if you keep it simple, how complex things can often get with even very simple things like, like opening things up like that.
0: Yeah, there, there's so much that is done on a daily basis. And if you've been in business for years, you know, you know that so many things are done. And we just take them for granted you know, Adam will take care of that, or Susie will take care of that. And you don't even think. It's just done.
1: It just happens, right?
0: Where it could be with just a little bit of analysis. It, it doesn't take, you know, years to do this. And it can be annoying at times, but if you fit it into, to, uh, you know, a couple hours every other week sort of thing, all of a sudden you have everything documented that goes on in your company. Now what do you do with it? Well, you reformulate it like a puzzle, and you have people basically assigned to do certain things, and everyone in the company knows who's supposed to do what, and that becomes very powerful and focused, and it improves communication, the likes of which you you can't believe. Yes,
1: yeah, so getting that document down is very key. I think let me. I want to circle back to the to the production cycles part. You know, we gave a we gave a quick example from a from a from a production standpoint. That, you know, we gave the example of our collision repair guy in terms of that's where he focused a lot. And, and if you're having issues with the, the, with the delivery of your product or service and being consistent, maybe that's where, you, where you'd like to start. Let me suggest a different one if, if from, from a revenue cycle standpoint. You know, what does that look like? And Jack talked to me again from, from a big picture standpoint. It's everything from when that piece of business first comes in. So that's that first phone call, email, tweet, somebody walking through your door, whatever it might be but that first comes into your business all the way through – to where, not only is it delivered, but you collect the money. You're paid for what you, for for what you've done. It's now booked. Mm-hmm. as not you know? It, it's revenue. It's it's money in the bank for you. Right. A lot of things kind of happen in between there, right? So, if you're having some issues along that front, okay. So whether it be hey, something comes in via an email, and it takes us days or weeks or months to respond to it or get it to where it's actually going to be quoted on and, and it's going to be getting into production. You know, If you're having some issues there, maybe it's an early part of, of that revenue cycle where you're having some issues. If things get through there, it's not, not a problem at all, but hey, we're having trouble with getting paid on stuff. If We get stuff done, we're producing things fantastically, Jack, and, and what happens is we get things done and then all of a sudden we're, we're no playing cash. the bank. Yeah, we're playing the bank for, for a lot of our clients, also we're having some issues on that end of it, right? If you start to kind of flowchart it again, doesn't have to be too detailed to start, but just uh, the idea is getting these things started to kind of lay it out simply visually to kind of see it, and let your team start to be able to add to it because there's things that are happening that maybe you're not you're, you're not aware of or you're assuming might you know, maybe may happening. You want to kind of get out there so they can can see it visually and and the visuals, <coughs> whether it be again listing out what everybody's doing to get that functional org chart or to kind of flowchart a little bit, you know, on a simple whiteboard or flip charts of here's how the flow is going currently, you, you can identify where some of the issues are, you know, as far as where you're getting stuck, to then help work through that issue.
0: Yeah, it's a very, very powerful tool. It, it, uh, to understand, whatever you, first of all, what it takes to get something through from start to finish and then who's responsible for it. I mean, just think of the simplicity of that. If If we can fix the responsibility, because we know exactly what steps are involved, Everything's going to be improved. Communication will be improved. Efficiencies or opportunities are going to be improved. And that's what you want. You aren't going to be wandering around complaining, as will other people not be complaining, because they know what's going on. They know who's doing it. And we eliminate mistakes and redundancy. That's, uh, I don't know, it's a great process. And people just don't find time for it. They. They, they often will say, ah, who, literally, who has time for this? seems like it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't. We've always found nuggets when when uh, we've seen people do it, and I've done it myself with a number of companies. Uh, you always find something that's very, very positive to the bottom line and to the culture of the company.
1: So let me touch on the payroll cycle. That's one of the four you touched on, Jack, which well, that sounds kind of boring. Hey, we well, have yeah, somebody takes care mm-hmm. of payroll, Jack. What's the big deal? That's, that's taken care of. Okay, well, that's... That's uh, the, the, the the end of the spectrum there in terms of when somebody's actually getting paid. They're getting paid the right amount and it's being taken care of, and that's, you know, that's all well and good. Let's go all the way back to the beginning. And one of the things we find is very common with smaller companies is finding good people. That's okay. right. And there's a couple different routes people will often take. Some folks are very big on, on hiring friends and family. Some take the exact opposite route of that. Hey, I, I, I'm not going to bring in anybody who I know just because I, you know, I, I don't want to mix business with pleasure, so to speak. But how do you identify that you have a need? And so let me tie it back into this functional orchestra we're talking about. We talk, talk about listing things down. You start to, to realize, hey, we have a need for something. And usually what happens is it's an area that was maybe it was a few times a week kind of thing that somebody was doing. But as you've grown, it's now become more of a full-time need or Maybe somebody's wearing six hats, and and, and y- as you grow, those six hats can't be worn by one person. You have to kind of divide them in half. They can each wear three hats. Where to identify we we have a need. So identifying that we've got a need first of all, that's where it usually starts. And being able to, to to know that you've got a problem or you have a need in certain areas, that's the starting point of this stuff. Then how do you go about finding those good people? And and we have clients that, again that that have gone literally you know decade plus with hiring only. Family and friends, and they'll take that that tree trunk of the family and get the branches off it, and, and they'll stretch out to some of them. I mean, you know, hey, it goes from being, um, you know, you know, kids and parents to to siblings, to spouses, to first cousins, to second cousins, to, and they, and they to more friends of and a, a.
0: Yeah, more <laughs> more often than not, hire them at very low wages. Don't don't put any science behind what they should should be paying them. So the whole objective of getting good people, they don't understand what good people can do to an organization.
1: Right. Or looking, or looking and saying, hey, this person did a similar role. I mentioned earlier about those different job roles, right? you got a general manager, a production manager, office manager. Hey, we're looking for that. So they've done it before, so they must know what to do, Jack. So I just bring them in. They've done it before somewhere else. I bring them in let them kind of do their thing. and. Usually, where this goes the worst, where we hear, we, we've heard most of the horror stories, comes when people look to hire a salesperson.
0: Yeah. Hey, Joe,
1: I hired a sales <laughs> guy. Hire a sales uh, sa- a sales gal to come in and and, and and sell, right? So, okay, well, we often ask, well, how did you direct them? And that's one of the things we talk about. That your role as the owner is three words: a plan, direct, control. So, wait a minute, what
0: what that's what you're saying? What are those three words again?
1: Plan direct and control I know we've what said what do they do right, that's, they, do that's they the mean? job of the owner and the CEO first of all what's the plan so usually the plan is hey, I, find, I find that salesperson to yeah, come yeah, in that
0: makes that makes really good sense to uh, <laughs> 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 to say three words from a fancy CEO of a what? big company and a small About company doesn't matter the size for profit or non-profit yep so we can take all these complexity, and especially with the snooty guys, too. It applies to the snooty CEOs?
1: Especially the snooty CEOs.
0: So three words, three words. Plan. Uh, Adam, that makes perfect sense.
1: All right. Because <laughs> you mentioned director earlier, so I wanted to make sure we, we touched on that, Jack. Okay. So usually the plan it may start with, hey, I, I find a salesperson who's done the sales in our industry before. And the direction is, okay, go sell. That's the direction, go sell. Go
0: sell because they have the experience. I'm the owner. I don't have the experience, so hey, you're you're the expert. You go sell,
1: and it often doesn't go well. That's usually, right. it's something like, hey, I brought a salesperson in for three months, six months, for a year, and I got nothing. And I spent 50 grand, 80 grand, 30 grand, whatever number is going to be. I spent a bunch of money, and I got nothing for my for my investment. And usually, it's because we find that it's a poor plan and poor direction. Right, the the, the well, they, part uh, of they
0: don't have a plan usually.
1: Right? No, again, the plan is to hire yeah. to hire a salesperson who's got experience in my industry. That's a uh, that's okay. a that's not a great plan, okay. Jack. Okay, I find that that golden nugget. Usually, that that, that works one in a hundred times, maybe two in a hundred times. That's so. right,
0: because there is no direction to speak of. You know, right. there there may be a plan, the plan itself isn't worthy of providing good direction, but uh, the the, f- the the end result is that there isn't direction. Yes. So we need
1: to identify what the need's going to be. We get it down in terms of, here's what we want this person to do. So the idea is they come in day one, you can direct their activities. You, know, you'd be, you should be able to direct their activities certainly for the next month or two, if not for the next six months. So here's what I want to do. Whether it be a salesperson coming in, whether it be that office manager you're talking about, whether it be an accounting clerk. But you should be able to direct, here's what we need you to do. We've identified in our list of stuff that's getting done that, hey, wh- wh- whoever was doing this, it's uh, they can't do this now or they can't do it as well as they could, so we need somebody here who's going to be full-time doing but you mentioned
0: that third word, control. What do you mean? You, you put handcuffs on? Yeah, absolutely, them, handcuffs
1: you know? are great, aren't they?
0: They are. I, that's that's what probably.
1: I said. Well, I, I guess it depends on the state. There's certain laws against those, but uh, yeah, if you can't do handcuffs, the control you can't part control comes in. Yeah. Well, control is one of those false things that most owners feel that they have with people being there. The idea through reports and meetings. Those are the best ways we know how to control stuff. Reporting being, you know, whether it be financial reports or you got people who have databases that they use, but the reporting that you can see what's going on, that people are doing certain activities. The meetings are very important to be able to report and set deadlines as far as what's kind of going on. So we'll delve into that a little bit more here when we get to our last segment. We had to, to break here, but stay tuned. We'll keep digging in here and peeling back how do you document the stuff we do here. I'm Adam Sonhalter,
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, who are business coaches. And we can help you get unstuck from those how questions in
1: your business. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sunhalter,
0: And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners MVP. Think of it as most valuable player because that's what we are to many of our business coach clients. We deal with companies that generally are from 1 to 25 employees. And they're stuck in states of how in all kinds of different places. And that's what we help them do, get unstuck from that state of how.
1: All right. Today we've been talking about the how question of how do I document all the stuff we do here. We'll give a couple other examples of that. How do I get stuff out of my head into the business? How do I make sure we do things the same way all the time? I mean, again, there's lots of parts of this how question that that, that kind of tie into it. And as we're heading to break, we're talking about um, control. And uh, if you have some control questions, give us a shout, 440-946-9468, 440-946-WINT. We're here live in the studio for the last time today from noon to 1 on Mondays. And then k- starting next week, we'll be hitting primetime at 7.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. So it'll be Wednesday, uh, May 3rd. It'll be our first time in primetime at 7.30. You can reach us then live in the studio as well. These times are Eastern, by the way.
0: It's almost sad that we're this is our last uh, episode here. Right, I could see yeah, you we're fighting back to used Jack. To
1: it. I know. I'm Jack's an emotional wreck today with that. the with the cold and everything else. You see sides, and you are not sure to be able. To. Good thing you're, you can't <laughs> see on the radio. right? hope you're okay. I won't tell anybody, Jack. It's that right. is good. Our that is good.
0: Thank you. Very. You're much, welcome. Jack. All right. So
1: the control part we're talking about, we're going back to the, to the payroll cycle, and it's interesting having a Heartland payroll system.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In yeah, between,
1: good. I got yeah. the payroll cover, It takes care of it now. So. The control part you asked about—how do you do that? Is it through chains and, and handcuffs? And of course, that's not we're talking about. There's that the false sense people have that if you're in my office, I can see you, Jack. I have control over that. Versus, well, you know, we got to some clients else.
0: that that might apply to. But uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they'll find ways out of it, right? Yeah, okay. So, but the idea—we mentioned through reports and through meetings are great ways to have that control. So, the reporting of being able to see what's going on, to be able to track activity. And um, the meetings are great. Having meetings get a, you know, meetings can get a bad rap, but meetings that are well run or that, that can be be done well. We actually had one just on the way over here, Jack. We had, we had a good phone call yeah, it with it client good. of ours. Well, an update <clears throat> meeting?
0: What do what do you think people think about when they think
1: of meetings?
0: For the most part,
1: most of the parts negative. It's hey, what's what happened? What's going wrong? Somebody's gonna get you know. We're we're cutting back. There's things going wrong. It's usually a, Bad, ominous kind of gray, dark cloud hanging over,
0: and that's that's because that's how the owners of small businesses usually, usually interject meetings into the day-to-day operations of a company, to talk about bad news.
1: Yeah, it was an emergency meeting. Uh oh,
0: right. We are, yeah, something we we lost a big client, or we're going to have to cut back, or all the negativity. So, that's one. The other one, or oh, there's more than two, but the uh, the another one is is the agenda isn't very well followed, if an agenda exists at all. So what happens is you, know, you start a meeting, maybe there six people, eight people in the meeting, and we find Adam talking to Nancy. And the two of them are talking, and the other six are, are watching them for 10, 15 minutes. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Uh, so the person who should be disciplining the meeting to, A, take it along agenda lines and keeping it within the time frame. If we got a meeting from 8 to 9 on Wednesday, we should show up, be ready for our portion, we should hear what what everyone says who has a piece in it, and we should be out of there by 9. If all of a sudden it's starting to drift because Nancy and Adam want to do some yapping about an issue that just popped up, the person who's presiding over the meeting, it's incumbent on them, totally to say, hey, wait a minute, Adam and Nancy, you guys, you take this offline. After we're done with our meeting today, you guys uh, figure out what your next step is. And if you keep a meeting like this that's focused, the agenda's significant, it's on time, it's informative, and it really isn't hard to do, and you lock this in, you lock in the meeting date at the beginning of the year so that we know every Wednesday at uh, 10 o'clock we have a meeting that's going to last till 11. And by God, I don't care where you are in the world, in today's world, you can call in. And that meeting's going to be going on, and you can do your part. So there's no reason, hey, this customer did this, or I have a vacation here. No, you plan around this meeting, or you make great, great arrangements to make sure you're covered. Uh, that's a long way of yapping about meetings and how they get a bad I rap. I was
1: going to say, the one... The, the one caveat or the addition maybe to that is that, uh, you've got to be aware of the filibuster that can, that can happen we, with meetings that are kind of going on <laughs> where people come and they listen to the boss talk if people are in that room for a meeting usually they have some part of that meeting they should be reporting or presenting on something not just there to listen unless somebody's there, their, their function is there to listen and learn or to take notes but again if they're there they should be participating isn't every coming just to go just listen to the boss talk and there are certain folks that might filibuster. And you all know what filibuster is. And it, what
0: yeah. is a filibuster? I heard that with uh, some foghorn, leghorn senators from South that's Carolina that's or something. Right.
1: People just kind of go on talking and nobody interrupts them. It's nonstop talking, 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 and it's putting everybody to sleep. And it's not a dialogue. It's a monologue. Oh, right, right? so it's not, it's, a speech. Po-
0: it's not political automatically. Yeah. <clears> uh, not necessarily.
1: Okay. So that's one way to do it. And th- 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 let me c- circle back before we come out of time here, Jack. The, 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 the last part of the, of the cycle, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. we purchasing cycle. You touched on that. You know, how do we buy things here? And again, wait a minute. I, wait, I got to go back to right. Foghorn Leghorn. You know who
0: Foghorn sure Leghorn is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. All, all all little chicken chicken littles running around. That's everything right. Else. Is, yeah. is he
0: politically incorrect today? I
1: have no idea probably
0: i haven't seen him not that i, w- I watch cartoons very much because uh, there aren't any good cartoons on anymore no, it's part of looney
1: tunes he was one of the best looney tunes characters that he had around that's right you yeah. know
0: yeah okay i just want to that's see right. if you knew who he was i do
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that young <laughs> <laughs> so the, the purchasing cycles is the last one i want to touch on just here for a couple minutes before before our show ends here jack the purchasing cycles how do we buy stuff here and we've had so many discussions over the years where clients we've to stop them talking about items are, that are fifty, hundred dollar items. And you got to start thinking bigger. You got to let people have a little leeway in terms of what's getting purchased, how this thing's kind of happen. But very if you don't true. have
0: that, very true. You have an
1: owner. If you're if you're guilty of this, if you're if you got to see everything, every penny that's spent, you aren't doing your job. And this is a quiz. Remember what we discussed a couple minutes ago. What's your three word job description? Uh oh. Wait a minute.
0: Plan. Direct. And control. That's right. That's so right. How right. am I doing
1: plan direct control if I'm talking about a $10 item here right? and, 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 and niggling over stuff? That's not what you want to be doing. So mm. getting and purchasing things up to say, you know, at a certain level, I want to know what's going on. Hey, somebody can't spend more than 1000 bucks or $5,000, whatever it might be. But if somebody's trying to go out and spend 50 bucks, 100 bucks, again, get out of the weeds that way. You know, people aren't going to bleed you dry. It's going to create more hassle and and, and and pain than it's worth of things you don't need to be aware of at that, at that detailed level. It's really not that important.
0: Yeah, I think that's very important, Adam, yeah. People don't have the confidence to, to really do that and define that for the most part. Every, everything takes definition, and the owner should be the, the one who decides these kinds of things, and then it becomes automatic.
1: So let me bring it way up to the top and kind of, kind of full circle from the beginning here, Jack. Because you asked about how do we kind of document stuff that we do here. How do i to kind of get out of my head, and we'll often get the pushback that I don't have time to do all that stuff. And everything we've talked about today, you know, if you have, you know, you can go back and listen to it again, or you know, maybe we I don't we'll have time because I got
0: to go run a meeting that nobody wants, and we right. don't get anything out of it. And we've been doing it on and off for the last I don't have time for years. meetings, right? So I got to run. And we used do to do meetings, many. but
1: I don't have time for the meetings anymore. Right? <laughs> so if you pick one of these to start with. I guarantee you. We don't give guarantees, Robert. I guarantee you that you're gonna you're gonna find more time, because you're gonna find answers to things that are total time suckers. Will it be you having to approve $10 purchases or having to, 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 to sit in a filibuster kind of meeting where people are, are blabbing on about stuff or having side meetings that that are going on. Will it be trying to find the right people to come on board for you versus keep on hiring the wrong people over and over again and, and be able to direct them properly. Knowing who's doing what. All these things you're going to have a much better handle on and are going to save you time and eventually money as well. So find one to start with. We've given you enough here today to kind of. Yeah,
0: you know, it's funny. I, you know, a well-run business, a well-run small business, can be very boring, and we'll we'll tell our clients that when we meet them, because more often than not, they're stuck in multiple states of how, and when they finally get to the promised land here, and things are rolling well, meetings are on time, status is given, there's discipline. Hey, you you're this is kind of boring. What are we going to do now to get things exciting?
1: Right. So there's always ways to liven it up, but there's you know, ways that that's what people kind of want, and, and and they often pine for it. Your point, until they get there, is that what this looks like. But it's a good thing because it's getting you in the right the right place. You can look forward and be, be unburdened from some of the, the the day-to-day stuff and have your team. That's why you have a team around you and helping you to to, to to direct those people properly. It starts with the plan. So if you don't have these things down. Do the first part of that job we talked about, which is a plan. Get a plan down for, when, for, for, for where you want to start. What's the biggest pain in your, in your, in your business right now?
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say something else.
1: Yeah, your pain in the Budinsky. Yeah, okay, do that. What's your what's a, oh, what, what, what's <laughs> what, two T's? Right. Hey, so I what's know the biggest? <laughs> I <Right, gone>. That's <laughs> all, right. all right. So we know he, he's probably the biggest pain. <laughs> so so, so figure uh, out what, what the biggest pain is going to be. Start getting a plan around how you're going to address that stuff. And get started. Start with something small. If you get you're gonna make a change. Getting a, a small thing started gets the ball rolling in the right direction, you know. And you can see it all in all facets facets of your life, and it's true of your business too. So keep those things in mind. All right, well, thank you for joining us again today in our last daytime show before we head to primetime next week.
0: Hey, we aren't gonna tell you what what our 7:30 show is gonna be about, but we're gonna spice it up a little bit. I don't know what that means yet either.
1: All right, so we're having the first one next Wednesday, which is May 3rd, 7.30 p.m. uh, Eastern. Uh, For those of you who are listening live, you can listen to us uh, that way. If you want to get a hold of us between now and then, we're not in the air, you can reach out to us at 877-849-0670. That's 877-849-0670. Hey,
0: we have a lot of fun with this stuff, and we want to have even more fun. And We can be very helpful to you small business owners uh, in ways that you could not imagine. We'd like you to be part of our program. 7.30 at night, uh, take a a, a slug of Jack Daniels or hot tea or whatever you drink after dinner and uh, listen to us and be part of our program. I think we'll have a lot of fun with you.
1: That's right. Thanks for joining us again today, and thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, the new 101.5 FM, and online at WINTradio.com.